Good morning, church. And I trust that you're enjoying the season of spring as much as I am enjoying it. I believe that not only are we in a new season of the year, you know, the season of spring, but I also believe that we are entering a new season in history. The nations of the world, our nation and the church, are entering a new season. And with every new season comes the need for a new direction. And that's the title of this message today, a new direction. There is no doubt that this nation and that the world need a new direction. Let's face facts with regards to our nation. Autumn and winter 2020 were particularly challenging for South Africa. It started with COVID-19 pandemic, which hit us in March, leading to the lockdown, which resulted in high unemployment and affected not only lives due to COVID-19, but livelihoods due to job and work losses. The COVID-19 pandemic was quickly followed by a widespread corruption pandemic, leading to disrupted food distribution to the needy, lack of service, increased poverty, and great economic difficulties. We have also seen a pandemic of crime and violence. On top of everything in this difficult season, we have seen increased violence against women and children and violent attacks against farmers, the primary producers of food in the nation. South Africa is in desperate need of a supernatural intervention by God. I know that South Africa is not the only nation that needs this intervention. I believe every nation in the world right now needs the Lord. Look at what's happening in the United States. They need the Lord. Look at our neighboring countries. They need the Lord. What the world needs, what South Africa needs, what you and I need is a new direction. We need the intervention of the Lord, not because it is spring, but because the season we find ourselves in globally requires it. And that is why we will be as a nation praying this Saturday from 3 p.m. to 4.30 p.m. The prayer initiative is called The Return. As the website says, it is a time of repentance and prayer for divine intervention in our nation. It is the church gathered as individuals and its families, small groups, rising up from grassroots to respond to the call of the Holy Spirit to pray for the nation. And we are doing it together, individually, in our homes, but together at the same time in one spirit across the nation. But maybe you say, ah, what must I repent for, Pastor? We are doing it on behalf of the nation. In South Africa, think a little bit. In South Africa, how many babies are killed through abortion? That is a sin against God. How many rapes, murders, and other crimes take place? We have taken that which God declares is wrong and declared it right. Taking what God says is right, declared it wrong. Huh? We have redefined marriage to suit our desires. How many so-called preachers out there are manipulating people to keep them in bondage to doctrines of demons? And the list goes on, folks. 
So let's go before the Lord and ask him to forgive South Africa its many sins. As I said last week, I don't promote every prayer call that comes my way. But I do believe that this one is one that we should not miss. So I encourage you to go to the website, if you have not done so yet, and register for this event. They will send you the information you need to be part of it. On the website, you can also download the 10-day prayer guide. The National Day of Prayer goes together with 10 days of prayer, which started now this last Friday, the 18th, and will go on until the 28th. Website again is www.thereturnsa1word.org. Amen? Now, every season causes us to change and to adapt. Right now, we have entered spring. You can carry on wearing your winter clothes, keeping your blankets on your bed, and all your windows closed. And, and some days in the beginning of spring, you might feel good doing that because some of those early days are cold. But as the season continues and it gets warmer, it will become more and more uncomfortable for you to remain in winter mode. You will have to change and to adapt. A new season brings a new direction to our lives. There are some things that we did not do that we have to do. And there are some things that we did do that we'll have to stop doing. That is the way of seasons in our lives. They change the course and the direction of our lives. Here are three facts about seasons. Number one. Changes in season are usually accompanied by turmoil and or stress. Take a note of that. Changes in season are usually accompanied by turmoil and or stress. And so we have to be ready. And if you're feeling turmoil and stress in your life, maybe it's so it's a warning. It's, it's, a, it's a light that there's a change coming to you or you are in the midst of change. Now, you see, most people don't like change. Especially into a season we don't particularly like. But we have to go through different seasons. It's out of our control sometimes. Turmoil. There's personal turmoil, like emotional, physical, spiritual. There can be relationship turmoil in family, in amongst relatives, amongst colleagues, friends, church, community. There can be national, local, even global turmoil right now. We're experiencing a global turmoil due to this pandemic. And there is stress in nature when seasons change. There is stress in ourselves as we move through the different seasons in our lives. As we grow older and change seasons, there is stress. Historically, stress has always accompanied seasonal changes. There is always stress when things change. Number two, another fact about season. Good seasons can hurt you. And bad seasons can build you up. Now, that sounds like a contradiction, doesn't it? If I'm in a good season, yeah, you know, if I'm in a bad season, I want to get out. But listen, but be wise and alert in every season. You see, you don't learn much of life's deeper lessons by going to parties. All right? It is usually in difficult times that you build character and learn about priorities. Good times and success has been the destruction of many people. They go into a good season, everything is going fine, business, health, everything, and what happens? They begin 
to take advantage of it. They become careless. They move away from the Lord. They forget their priorities. And next thing you know, they are in deep trouble, which was caused by a good season. So good times of success have been the destruction of many. And you know people like that. I know people like that. It's like the prodigal son who in his good season set himself up for a fall. These casualties of success can happen in business, in personal achievements, and even in the ministry. Sad but true. So be aware. Amen. And then number three, third fact about seasons. There are many things that can cause changes in seasons in our lives. Be aware of that. But I want you to remember, here is the following. God is always there. No matter what season you go to, God is always there. I spoke two Sundays ago about the cycles or seasons of life. It can be age, change in marital status, you know, marriage, divorce, death of a partner, separation, having children. The different ages bring different seasons. Having grandchildren, success, failure, sickness, disease, accidents, changes caused by nature, you know, flood, drought, storms, changing economy, changing politics, personal choices, etc. All these things can contribute to change in seasons. Now, God does not ordain or cause every season in our lives. Understand that. Sometimes it is our choices. Sometimes it is beyond our choice. It's beyond our control. Things happen and choices come our way. And it's not God doing it or causing it. But what you must remember is this. He is there in all of them. No matter what season you find yourself in. He is there with us in all of them. We need to keep this in mind, especially when you go through unpleasant seasons. And some of you, I'm sure, are going through an unpleasant season right now. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. Romans 8.35 says the following. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness, or peril, or sword. (laughs) And then in verse 37 and 39 of the same chapter, chapter 8, it says, Yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. There is sufficient grace for every season, but you will only get it when you need it. Grace is like, is like manna. Remember the manna in the Old Testament? It came when they needed it. It came, it was fresh every day. And grace is like that. You need it and you get it daily. There is sufficient grace for every season. As we understand these facts about new seasons, may we begin to discern the seasons that we are going through and the seasons that the world around us is going through. However, 
Let us not lose sight of the fact that no matter what season it is, nothing can separate us from the love of Christ. Be it a good season or a bad season. Let us get closer to Him. Let's keep meeting online until we can meet together again. Let us be diligent in prayer, in spending time with God and His Word. Let's meet online this coming Saturday at 3 p.m. for the return prayer meeting. Let nothing separate us from the love of God. By staying close to God, He will guide us in the direction we should go. Amen? What new direction do you need in your life in this season? Pray and ask the Lord for specific guidance and direction for your life. Pray for the nation and pray for direction for yourself. Today is day two of the 10 days of prayer. Friday evening was a preparation time. Yesterday was day one and today is day two. And today the theme of prayer is repentance for carnality and fleshliness. Not living holy lives, filled and controlled by the Holy Spirit. And it says the following. Born again Christians receive a new heart and a new spirit and are indwelt by the Holy Spirit. The task of the Holy Spirit is to transform our hearts and minds into the image of Christ. Persisting in our previous unsaved way of thinking and behaving does not please God. And will cause him to resist us. We will have no spiritual power to do the work of the kingdom. And our prayers will go unanswered. We need to seriously examine our own lives to see where we are living in the spirit. To see whether we are living in the spirit. In other words, do we need a new direction in this area of our lives? Let's take some time today and reflect on that. Am I allowing my old ways, my fleshly ways, my ego to drive me? Or am I allowing the Holy Spirit to guide me? Amen. Hallelujah. Listen to this. Are you truly walking in the Spirit or do you walk in the flesh? Are you constantly at war with yourself, wanting to walk in the Spirit but failing to do so? Are you making an effort to be obedient to the Spirit? Are you actively asking the Holy Spirit to help you to overcome the flesh? Bow before God in repentance for allowing the old ways of the flesh to control your life, for your unwillingness to let go of past passions of the flesh, and for being at enmity with God. Amen. Let's take these days of prayer. Let's spend time before the Lord. It's humble ourselves before him, allowing him to mold our lives and to give us direction. Amen. Let us pray. Father God, we bow before you today in repentance for all those times where we have allowed our flesh and our emotions to steer us away from your will. I pray that you would help us to allow your Holy Spirit to direct our thoughts and decisions. Let it be our Holy Spirit guiding us and not our old ways. We pray for this nation, Lord. Heal our land as we allow your Holy Spirit to heal and to guide our will. We pray this in the name of Jesus. 
Amen. Amen. May the peace of the Lord be with you. And we'll see you next time.